Forget how many people you think may look at it. Just get into this process and get into this frame of mind of saying, okay, I'm going to write a cover letter. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. Big shout out this week to Ball State University, Lynn University, and Full Sail University. Three schools that I spoke in their classrooms this week, and I love, love, love speaking in the classroom. It's a great way for me to connect with the students, understand what it is they need to know in order to get into their sports career. We can focus our content that direction. We can answer their questions. It's, these are super powerful sessions, and I really love, love, love these moments. So thank you to those three professors for welcoming me into the classroom. Um, one of the things that came up, one of the themes that came up from these conversations I'd like to hammer in on today is that cover letters are still a problem. This question came in from multiple people during my class sessions lately, other classes outside of those three that I just mentioned. It just seems to be a theme that we're hitting on. So let's dive into it. It goes something like this. Do people even read cover letters anymore? I kind of said that like I was Eeyore, but you kind of get it. Like, is that, do people even read this? It's worth it me doing this? Or it would be in this version. What should I do in my cover letter to stand out from the pack? Now, I like that second question a lot better. That's always interest and proactivity and curiosity, and I want to be better and I want to stand out. I love that messaging. The first one was more of like an excuse, like, I don't really want to write a cover letter, even though my professor told me I have to. Do I really have to? Like, does anybody really read these anymore? So yeah, I prefer the second question. That shows a little bit more spirit. Let's tackle this question with vigor and gusto. That's how I bring it on a Monday. Topic number one, let's handle that Eeyore type question. Let's handle that. Does anybody even look at at, uh, cover letters anymore? Okay. You look at the data and it will make your head spin. One study I read, only 26% of recruiters say they look at cover letters. 26%. That's not that great. Next one, 49% of hiring managers say you need to have a cover letter. Okay, now we're 50-50. That sounds like it's important. Then the final one, yet another study. 90% of executives consider cover letters to be an invaluable part of assessing candidates. So, okay, 26% read it, 49% read it, 90% read it, throw out all the data. If you're confused and you're just not sure what it means, throw it all out, leave the studies at home, and just listen. Cover letters are important. You need to nail them. It's an opportunity that you need to take advantage of. So they're an opportunity to show you're serious about this job. They're an opportunity to, to explain a scenario in your life or on your resume that maybe not isn't clear, like a job gap or something of that nature. It's an opportunity to show some personality. It's an opportunity to highlight soft skills through storytelling. These are all reasons you should take writing a cover letter seriously. Forget the numbers. Forget how many people you think may look at it. Just get into this process and get into this frame of mind of saying, okay, I'm going to write a cover letter because this could be the thing that differentiates me, especially if I do it right. And that's the point I really want to make. You know why a lot of recruiters don't read cover letters is because people are terrible at writing them. All right. I see these things written all the time and I go through cover letters and I read them and I'm like, that was boring. That was a waste of time. That didn't advance the story at all. That didn't tell me anything new about this person. It didn't tell me why I should hire them or why they're going to fit my role. If you're going to do it, which I'm telling you, you should, even when it says optional cover letter, do the cover letter, but do it right. Do it the right way. And you're going to come out of this experience thinking like you are projecting yourself to the top of the pile because that may be your differentiator. 
shift to the second part of that question. How do I stand out? How do I do this the right way? I mean, I can go on and on with lists of reasons why you should do them, and I am going to probably continue to do that. But now that we've established they're important and you should do them, how? What's the process? What are the things you want to do? First off, let's talk about things you should avoid. The number one problem I see with cover letters, and I'm telling you, this has been happening for decades, and I'm waiting for more people to figure this part out and do it differently, but most people take their resume and then put it in paragraph form on their cover letter. They just reiterate everything in a paragraph. It's a bullet point over here, but this is a paragraph. This is a pickle jar. Isn't that great? This is a cantaloupe. No, it's not. Here I went here, and then I did this, and then I went there, and then I did this. It's like, that's not a cover letter. That's boring. And that makes a recruiter, 74% of them, if my math is correct, rip it off, throw it away, and say, I don't need this. This is not helping me. Recruiters are trying to make decisions, right? They're trying to get something that teaches them and makes them feel confident in recommending somebody for a job. If you're not advancing the story, they're not going to read it. They're not going to bother. So no surprise, only 26% of recruiters read cover letters. Most of them stink, okay? So don't just repeat your resume in paragraph form. Big mistake, number one. Number two, don't make it focus solely on what you want. Remember, put yourself in the perspective of the employer. An employer has a job opening because somebody left their organization or they identified a need within their corporation to say, oh yeah, we're missing this. We need this type of a person. So when they go out looking for people, they have a need. So reading somebody's cover letter that says, I'd really like to get a job that does this for me and satisfies my desires for this and my career is like, okay, that's nice, but how are you going to solve my problem? So focus your cover letter on the problems that the other person has and you can solve. How are you going to fix their opening? How are you going to fill that hole in their organization? If you can take that tone with it, you're already off to a better start. Don't tell me what you need. Tell me how you can solve my problems as the employer. That's going to entice me. Number three, don't be long-winded. Get to the point. It's not about some assignment where you have to hit a certain amount of words. It's not about like having a full life story in it. If it's compelling and interesting, they will read it. If it's not, they won't. It doesn't have to be long. It has to be to the point, condensed, well-edited, making a solid case for why you fit this role. And number four, make sure you hook the reader with your first paragraph. You need to kind of set them up that this one's going to be a little different than every other one that you read. Because recruiters may look at the first paragraph of every cover letter and decide, this is just another person rehashing their resume. Let's get rid of this. Or they may read the first paragraph, see some enticing story there, something that interests them and be like, all right, I want to read more. So if you can spend a little bit of time getting a good hook in your first paragraph, you'll do a much better job of getting them through your story. Those were a bunch of things that you should be avoiding in your process of writing your cover letter. Let's talk about the things you should be doing though. So what is your actual approach? What are the things you're going to do in this process? Number one, I think the best technique 
is to tell a story about your personal or work experience and weave that into something that could interest and share why you're a good match for this job. Share with me a work experience about how you handled a customer that had objections and you turned them into a raving fan, or you wrote an email campaign that had a much higher open rate than anything done before, or just tell me a story about how you went through a process of an editing workflow, a marketing process, a marketing life cycle, whatever it may be, but start to tell me something that gets me to know how you perform as a as an employee. I used to have a story that I'd use in one of my cover letters where I explained about how I was the lead editor for our NFL program at CNN, and it was a really important show. And it took me two days to edit all the components for this show. Now, I, obviously, this story became condensed. I got to the point a lot faster than this. But it was a Saturday night, and the whole system crashed. Everything was gone. And my boss came to me and said, you know what to do. And I knew exactly what she meant. The show is still airing tomorrow morning. You got to stay and get everything done. And I stayed all night and got everything done. So I'm not telling you this now to brag about how, look how good I am. I'm saying I told a story like that in my cover letter because that explained that I have work ethic and passion and dedication and an understanding of the job and the tasks that we accomplish. That sends a message in my cover letter, a story that somebody may want to read. It sends a message that I am the right type of person for their job and their requirements of their role. It just tells so much more than just reiterating your resume and paragraph form. Okay. If you look at the job description, if you understand the things that they're saying that they need in this role, and you can customize your storytelling to emphasize the things they say are important. If they're talking about they need somebody to lead, give me a good leadership story. If they're talking about somebody that they need to be, you know, dedicated and travel and do this and that and whatever, it's like, give me something that leans into what they need and want. Focus in that direction. And the final thing is, in your story, be able to demonstrate your soft skills. We so often talk about hard skills and soft skills. Hard skills, the things you can do. I know Microsoft Dynamics. I know Jira. I know Photoshop. I know Adobe Premiere Pro. Those are hard skills. Those are things you can do while on the job. But your soft skills are often what they're looking for when they're hiring. They want to know you can do those things, those hard skills. That's on your resume. That's your skills breakdown. That's covered by your resume. The soft skills can sometimes come out in the cover letter. So in those, as you tell this story, get across that you have great work ethic and you're passionate, you have leadership skills, you're coachable, you have problem-solving attributes, all these different things that can help tell a story of you. Those are the soft skills. And that's how people on the employment side determine if you're a fit. You hit these marks that we want on our team. So focus in that way. Think of your resume as the hard skills. Your cover letter can often be the soft skills told through a story. One other thing I want you to think about as a use case for your cover letter. Let's say you have an employment gap. Let's say you had a maternity leave or a paternity leave, or you were sick, or you, if you were, you know, anything, anything, you were traveling around the globe, you were doing the Peace Corps, whatever it may be. And on your resume, there shows a gap of two years or whatever time frame it may be. One of the best things you can do is use your cover letter to explain that story. Because as a recruiter looks at your resume, they may be thinking like, wait, there's something weird that happened here and I don't know what it is. And the unknown can be scary to a recruiter. They're going to bring somebody forward to say, this is the person you should interview, but they don't know what that is. It's like being a lawyer and not knowing how the witness is going to answer a question. You want to know what that thing is. So sometimes you can handle those weird things on your resume, those standout moments in your cover letter. So those are just a few strategies that you can use to really master this process. If you do that, you'll be so much better off. Thank you for being a part of this community. It's always great to have you all here. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. We want to continue to grow this community, and we just love having you be a part of it.